Hey, Chismosas. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Egby. And we are the Cheese Queens. Queens. Maybe. It might be it. <laughs> Starting <laughs> off with a bang. We're back, baby. <laughs> we are back. And we are covering Marion at First Sight Season 14. Uh, we have been on a hiatus. So if you're new to the uh, to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are going to start with some chisme. And again, if you're new, chisme, all it means is gossip. So the gossip does have spoiler in it. We'll put a timestamp in uh, for when the chisme starts and ends. So if you want to be spoiled free, um, you can. But, you know, it's good tea. So you should probably listen to it. Fill it then. Fill it. Yeah. And again, if you're new and if you have tea... Go ahead and send it our way. You can DM us on our Instagram or Twitter or a Facebook discussion group. We are on all platforms, so come at us. And don't forget to rate, review, and share and subscribe to us on all those platforms so that other people can find us as well. All right. With that being said, Igby, do you have any cheese, man? Not really. <laughs> like, not really at all. That's okay. I have a lot. Well, hit me, baby, one more time. All right, all right. So first, let's start with, I. well, I think everybody's talking about her. Lindsay from uh, this past Wednesday episode, you know, she's just a hot-ass mess. And apparently, this isn't new. Um, she's always been a hot mess, apparently. Uh, someone from college said she is a pathological liar. Um, and turns out... There's other proof to, to go with that. So she is supposedly squatting in an apartment above Mark's apartment and is absolutely crazy. What? Yes. Yes. She, I guess, I don't know if they said squatting. So for me, squatting means you're up there and not paying, right? Right. Okay. So I don't know if she's squatting or renting the apartment above Mark's apartment to just to be close to him because apparently they're still together or at least on decision day, they were still together. I didn't see that one coming because in this episode, he seems so overwhelmed by her. It, she's a lot. Yeah. She is a lot. Yeah. Um, other tea on her. She is a nurse. Um, I don't know if I'd want to nurse this nuts uh, with me in the hospital, but. That's a little too high energy for me. If I'm, yeah, in the hospital. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, in the episode, she did say that she was left at the altar. Not really left at the altar. A week before. Um, they broke the engagement. She did not get married to this person. Um, after this, she started a GoFundMe account to basically get a deposit for a new apartment because they were sharing an apartment and to cover all the wedding costs that they had to pay for, even though the wedding didn't happen. So this GoFundMe account apparently raised a little over $4,000. Must be nice. I know. Uh, kind of tying into that. She is debt free. Apparently she follows Tony Robbins and has her finances in order and she is completely debt free. She had a lot of student loans and paid them all off. With that $4,000 from GoFundMe. <laughs> so there's that. Okay, Jose, we see you. Right? Well, she did say that in the episode, right? I'm just trying to live that debt free life. Yep. <laughs> Apparently... Another little thing is that uh, as of November 2020, she has not gone to therapy. I hope she does because it sounds like she has a lot of trauma. Well, I mean, that's a key point to being cast on this show. 
You have to have a super fucked up life. Right? Oh my god. I hate to use the word normal. Can't they get like someone who's basic? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. trauma free or minimal trauma. Mm-mm. You have to have no. big problems. Yeah, you got the brother shot, a mom who hates you. Abandoned. Abandoned by another mom. Yeah, like crazy, crazy stuff. All right, moving along. So the T on MTS, Mark the Shark, which I 100% think he gave himself this, this nickname. I hate it. I hate it so much. It reminded me of George Costanza from Seinfeld. George is upset. <laughs> oh, Coco. It'll be the summer of George. <laughs> what did he want his nickname to be? Oh, what was it? Oh, man, that's going to bug me. All I can remember is they called him Coco like the monkey. Yeah. He wanted to be T-Bone or something. T-Bone, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I can see the parallel. Oh, man. But yeah, I hate that they're trying to make it happen. Even on the like, um, I know you didn't watch, but the like matchmaking special and stuff, like mm -hmm. Dr. Viviana was eating it up with us. She had a shark mask and a shark water bottle she brought to him. Like it was ridiculous. They were laying it on thick. I saw too that he was trying to sell like sweatshirts or something. Yeah. Yeah. Put that on there. I'm like, no, sir. No one wants this. You are not that likable. Mm-mm. I mean, he's a little likable, but he's not that likable where I'm going to go drop $25 on a hoodie or whatever, how much it costs. That's stupid. I thought it was, it's stupid that the show itself has merch. Like who's buying married at first sight t-shirts? <laughs> Actually, true. I almost did um, buy you one for Christmas. Oh my <laughs> God, <funny>. no. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for not doing that. <laughs> You're also welcome. But I thought about it. Well, apparently the tea on Mark the Shark is that he went to this restaurant all the time and a waitress got on Reddit and was kind of spilling all the tea. She says that he went to this restaurant with a different girl all the time, which kind of lines up with what he said. Like he's going to take girls out and if they don't have marriage on the mind, he's on to the next one. Well, apparently he would also go to this restaurant alone. And when he was there alone, he would hit on all the girls that weren't there. So much so that they would hide in the kitchen because they were just like, come on, dude, stop. He would constantly talk about his watch company that he started, which I don't think they have mentioned. Uh, I didn't watch matchmaking, so I don't know if they men mentioned it there, but we haven't heard anything about it. So Yeah, no, they didn't mention anything about it. Mm. Um, he would also order always the grilled chicken with extra, extra honey mustard you're interested in that you know what tea this is giving mm. this is giving big ed vibes yes oh i hate big ed did you see how much he made on cameo no it was like six hundred and thirty six thousand dollars on cameo like last year uh-huh net it was it was over it was over a million after after cameo took a cut cameo gets to get the big old cut yeah so yeah oh never mind i don't want to talk about it big ed Ghost me Anyway, um, he would also sign his checks. One, why are you paying with checks at a restaurant? What year is this? But he would sign his checks MTS. I didn't think you meant actual checks. I thought you meant like credit card receipt check. No, no, no. He would sign. Well, oh, I, she put checks. So I assume he was writing checks. <laughs> because why wouldn't you say receipts, customer's receipts oh. or something? You know what I mean? Unless mm -hmm. that's the lingo in the in the restaurant business, checks. I don't know. I didn't even cross my mind. Actual checks. Mm, I have no idea. 
Either way, gross. MTS. That's how he signs everything, I guess. He is also a beach body coach, which is an MLM. And I don't know if this is past tense because he said in the show that he works for a gym. And I don't think you can be a beach body coach on the side if you are working at a gym. Because I would think they would expect you to uh, coach your clients at said gym. Right. Conflict of interest. Right. Brand exclusivity. So the next part here is major spoiler. Elijah and Katina are still married, supposedly. Which is surprising to me after watching this first episode. Now, is this technical? Or like, <laughs> like Zach and Michaela are still married? Mm, I just see you know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I'm taking this as on decision day, they stayed married. That's how I'm taking it. Okay. I don't know. We have to see how this season unfolds. I forget the context of who put this up. I I should have wrote it down, but somebody said they saw them and they're still married. Here's someone who's not married. Chris and Alyssa supposedly don't make it past the honeymoon. They're only married for two weeks. I could see it. I could see that too. Chris's IG is still public and I'm thinking it's public because it's part of his business as a realtor. I don't know. Get a little workaround. I guess so. Chris bought a house with his girlfriend in November 2020. They break up March or April 2021. And then he Married at First Sight starts July 2021. And he's on it. Another person who just broke up. Why would he do this? This is so stupid. I wonder if this is what they fight about on the honeymoon. Maybe. Too soon. Too soon. I don't know why they keep casting these people that are like, in relationships during the matchmaking process or like very, very freshly, freshly, fresh, fresh, fresh off a relationship. Right? And it's not even that these people are applying. They're being sought out. Like they're being recruited. So that's one thing I do want to know. I want to know who was recruited and who actually applied. So Mark applied, right? Yes, because this is his second time. Mm-hmm. And then on the after party, um, Jasmina says that she was recruited mm-hmm. i think i want to say it was her um you know she was saying that she wanted a, a man and all this kind of stuff and kind of trying to manifest it if you mm-hmm. will and then she got contacted by production and so she said you know here it is yeah take it <laughs> um katina said she applied okay and Lindsay said she also applied after she saw a post on social media and it was like, you know, post a one minute clip of why you should be on the show. And mm-hmm. she kind of just brushed it off. And then within like the next five minutes, her friend forwarded her the same post. So she took it as a sign and signed oh, up. Oh, okay. I still want to know what men signed up. <laughs> right. You know, because uh, that's the commitment thing. Now, I did, uh, who was it? I think it was Olajuwon was pushed to sign up by a former cast member right on the um kickoff special they um they do have some of the older couples that are still together come in and touch bases and mm-hmm. um one of those couples was Jepti and Shanice and mm-hmm. they uh knows Olajuwon because they used to play um football together in college okay and yeah they were trying to get the info out of him but he wasn't saying like He's basically vouched that, yeah, he's definitely a straight player, has been, (laughs) and that's what it is. But he kind of said it in so many words. He's like, I'm not trying to throw my mans under the bus, but I'm not saying that's a lie. (laughs) Oh, man. And this is, too, why I think, you know, they mentioned that Boston's a small kind of town. So with him kind of being a player, a partier, 
and Katina being in the nightclub industry, I almost bet that they have crossed paths at some point. Or like he's worried about, he's hooked up with someone she knows or one of her friends or something. That's valid. I'd be worried about that too. Mm -hmm. Ew, did you see um, when Lindsay said, Boston's a small town. I wonder which one of your husbands I slept with. Yep. I was like, she had a lot of (laughs) one-liners. I'm like, let me find out this bitch is a comedian because she had him on deck. I just like, there's some things you just don't say out loud when you want these women to like you. Uh, Like when she's first meeting them and she's like, I'm Lindsay with an E, not like Lindsay Lohan, but without the Coke problem or something. Yeah. I'm like, why the hell would you say that as your first introduction (laughs) to meet someone? I don't understand. Don't understand. Even on the after show or after party, she was just like real, just loosey goosey. Oh my gosh. I can't stand her. Even with um, Keisha, like the host, she's mm-hmm. just like real, yeah, girl, and did it like just too familiar. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Don't like her. She is not for me right now. Right now. Right. I do want to, at some part of me wants to give her the benefit of the doubt because all of that stems from insecurity in within herself. You know, she has this trauma with her mother going on and it sounds like there's a lot more to it. Then we heard, we heard uh, mm-hmm. from the brother scene. It sounds like there's a lot of stuff because she says she's embarrassed to tell her husband about it. Mm-hmm. With, couple that with a lot of bad relationships and being uh, left a week before your wedding. You know, she has a lot of insecurities and her coming on so strong uh, probably stems from a bunch of that. So a part of me was like, okay, let me give her some episodes. Maybe I'll come to like her. Or maybe I'll understand her a little better. But as of right now, I'm just like, stop talking. Yeah, she's too turned on. Yeah. Mm-mm. I can't imagine working with her. Can you imagine working with her? I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you know how I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we would not be buddy. <laughs> All right. So the last bit of tea I have is Jasmina used to run a black brunch party uh, pre-COVID called NYA boston not your average boston um and from the instagram it looked popping it looked like it was a good time uh but the last post was like september 2020 so it doesn't sound like it kind of came back thanks omario it looked nice i wonder what she does now you know what i thought was interesting well what i thought was interesting was during the kickoff special or the matchmaking one i can't remember no it was during matchmaking a lot of them are like they showed them as influencers. Oh, really? Yeah, like when Dr. Pepper came to tell Katina that she got matched, she was literally at a restaurant like vlogging her food. Hmm. Like with a camera on the table, everything. Wow. Or just like Chris too. He was doing a like live stream of a house when Dr. Pepper came to tell him. Hmm. And I mean, even uh, when he tells his mom that he's getting married, he had her convinced they're filming this for work. Like, yeah, why? <laughs> why would this like huge or not huge but a professional crew be shooting you for your real estate right so, with your mother <laughs> yeah but I thought that was very very interesting in telling that okay these people already are on that path yeah clout for sure that's all the tea I have that's all the tea smith what do you got I don't really have anything. I know you got some uh, dates for us, right? So we can keep up with the timeline because that's really important. 
throughout the season so we can reference. We need like a big whiteboard. That would be really great. <laughs> put all the dates, put it all together in my murder closet. <laughs> okay, so as far as the timeline we know so far, we know that the weddings were July 23rd through 25th okay. at the Museum of Science in Boston. The honeymoons were July 27th to August 1st. They're going to Puerto Rico. Nice. The couple's retreat was September 11th and 12th, and they're going to Vermont. Okay. They're going to, I don't know, tap trees or something. What are they going to do in Vermont? <laughs> Apple picking. Something. I have. Isn't that, um, again, another Seinfeld reference? No, oh, another Seinfeld reference. Isn't that where um, relationships go to die in Vermont? <laughs> I'd believe it. <laughs> and then a couple weeks later is decision day on September 25th. Okay. So July to September. Okay. Got it. But yeah. So keep those dates in mind when we're watching. Indeed. I did watch, like I said, the other two pre-season specials, uh, the matchmaking special and the kickoff special. Uh, matchmaking, it's, you know, the same thing. We always see them going around and pretending like they match these people when they didn't. <laughs> Uh, but as far as the kickoff special, like I was saying earlier, they did bring back some of the old couples that were successful, well, and not successful in this case from last season. I don't really care what these quote unquote experts have to say. I don't know who you are. I don't care. So uh, like we said, they had Jepti and Shawnee's on. Um, mm -hmm. Everything's fine with them. They didn't have really anything to add. They're just still going on strong. They're an, a normal married couple. Yep. <laughs> Just regular degular. Uh, yeah, the only thing that they had to offer was that they knew Olajuwon. Uh, they also had Beth and Jamie on. Really? Mm-hmm. Beth, well, Jamie Otis? No. Oh. Oh, the they're couples. I'm sorry. I was like, oh, shit. They bring Jamie Otis after the fact when they fired her? <laughs> no. Beth and Jamie from season nine, I believe. If you are a, a new listener, I've only seen... Uh, seasons 12 and on. So I'm fairly new to the Married at First Sight community. So Igby is the OG from season one and on. So she, she knows all the players. So my bad. Okay, go for it. Uh, but yeah, not, nothing new with them. They've recently moved back to the East Coast. Uh, I think they had moved down to Florida or something for a while. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they were there. Uh, then we also had... <laughs> Amani and Woody from New Orleans, Every, like they're fan favorites. Everybody loves them. They're like the model of what this is supposed to be. Okay. Like they were day one, like we're together, we're committed, we love each other. That's it. And they're still, you know, still all lovey-dovey with each other Aww. like they always were. And, That's you know, awesome. still going strong. So yeah, it was good to see them still be all cutesy-poopsy. <laughs> All right. So then we also heard from Miss Clara. Oh, I so I don't know any of this stuff. I am so excited to hear it. Go for it. Okay. So what had happened was we had heard earlier in the year after, you know, her and Ryan broke up that she was going to be having this special on Lifetime, but we never really heard much more about it. I believe it was in the like that long TikTok post where she was talking about how she still has his last name. Mm -hmm. That's when she originally mentioned it. But again, never said when or how or any details. Right. So the day before the kickoff special, Ryan 
posts a nine-page IG post. Oh my gosh. Trying to get ahead of this Clara interview. Now, Mm -hmm. he knew she was going to be on, but we as an audience didn't know this was necessarily happening because in the description for the episode, it just says like the experts are going to be discussing this new season and we might see some old friends or something real vague like that. Yeah. So we didn't know this was where this was going to come out. Yeah. So again, to get ahead of it because he knew it was coming out, but he didn't necessarily know what she was going to say. Mm-hmm. He posts this long ass IG basically saying that Clara was not adapting to black culture. Um, he says that's a big problem and a big red flag for him because, you know, if they were going to be together and have kids, those kids would be black and mm-hmm. her lack of understanding is not cool. He says that she's not racist and he's not trying to say that at all, but she's just ignorant mm-hmm. and is okay with being ignorant. Okay. Um, he said that he tried to keep those conversations off camera to protect her. He mentions that Clara was trying to put more emphasis and focus on sex and the physical rather than their spiritual alignment, um, you know, their mentality going into this situation and also their financial situation while merging, you know, their lives in their home. Mm -hmm. Uh, he said that on his application, he said that, you know, Life outlook and religion were non-negotiables for him. So again, this could be some blame on the producers or the experts for matching them when if you're saying this is non-negotiable and you match me with someone who's not religious at all. Yeah. And she said it point blank, like she doesn't care. (laughs) Right. And you remember like in the very beginning, like on their honeymoon, they had these like discussions about how they were going to raise their kids and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. as far as religion goes. So it was, yeah, it was a big deal for him. Yeah. Um, he says that the most unfortunate part of everything that even going through this process, doing the months of marriage counseling, uh, having these conversations, all that she really learned is how to flip this all into TikTok content. He says that she wasn't blindsided at all, that she avoided having these conversations. Every time he tried to bring it up and, you know, talk to her, she pivoted the other direction. So he says he's actually the one that's blindsided because now she's all she's doing is just spinning this whole situation into sponsored content on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, now she's got this special with Lifetime and she has these other opportunities all to get money from their misfortune, basically. Right. So he says he really underestimated the power of TV. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he says he made a promise to Clara's parents and that he was going to be respectful to her and that's what he intends to do. So that was the gist of his nine pages of content. Okay. So you know it ain't trauma if your best friend don't jump in it. Uh-oh. Like no one asked her to. Who? Haley or Virginia? Who do you think? Drunk ass Virginia. Duh. <laughs> so she goes and posts an eight minute video on oh, Instagram. Shit. About his statement. She says she couldn't reply directly to him because uh, he has her blocked. Of course. I would block her too after everything. (laughs) So basically she says that it's funny that he's releasing the statement the day before Claire is going to be on TV, which he knows about, Mm -hmm. and that it's lame for him to try to play the race card. She says she can't speak on the Black experience as a white girl, but if her partner was of a different race, she would expect for them to teach her. Mm. 
as a person of color, no, I hate I hate when people say race card one. True, and I hate <laughs> I hate when oh, there's a lot of things I hate about that. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. I feel you 100. Okay. Uh, so she claims that Clara asked to be educated but was shut down by Ryan. It's not his responsibility. Uh, Then she says that Ryan's mom told Clara that she should be treating blowjobs like a gift to Ryan and she shouldn't (laughs) expect anything back in return. And the conversation- Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine my mother-in-law having that conversation with me. Period. How did this even come up? I don't know. How did this come up? I don't know. This should never be in your conversation with your mother-in-law, period. Yeah. And she says that's part of the reason why Clara was so uncomfortable around his family. Because part of uh, another part of what Ryan was saying was that she would like come around like his family mm-hmm. and stuff and like not speak, which is unheard of in the black community. You can't come in a room and not speak. Period. No. Hold, hold on. So I'll give this to Clara. Clara is a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Her job is all about communication, being welcoming, being friendly. I can't imagine her walking into a room of the man she loves, all his family's around, and her being silent unless, um, well, she just had that conversation with the mother-in-law and doesn't want to talk to anybody because that's fucking awkward. <laughs> or like I don't know. People, have already, people have already given her the vibe that she's unwelcome. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, 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 I can't, even though I'm not, I'm not a big fan, Clara fan I'm not I'm not a big Ryan fan either I don't care about either one of them (laughs) but uh but I I, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt I don't see her doing that like I really don't unless people have already turned her off you know what I mean like I've already been rude to her because I can see her being vindictive I I can see her being vindictive at like last picnic you called you said something rude to me so I'm now I'm not going to talk to you ever again Ryan's cousin you know what I mean I can see her doing that but anyway I don't know I wasn't there, so I don't know. Yeah, well, no, me either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then uh, she points back to where Ryan was saying that um, Clara wasn't considerate of their financial situation. She says that Clara wasn't contributing to the mortgage because she was still paying rent at her apartment and couldn't afford to do both. Mm-hmm. She says that Ryan did not help Clara move out of his house uh, her and Haley did it themselves while he hid in his office to avoid them Hold didn't on. lift a finger at all hold on if you were over the age of 30 you should be able to hire movers that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> and if you can't you should rethink some things I mean <laughs> I know I'm not doing it I'm not doing it either I don't even want to pack y'all couldn't do that shit too <laughs> <laughs> Now, have I in my twenties? Did I make my friends come and give them pizza and shit like that? Yes, I did. No, not you. I knew you wouldn't come. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't come. Period. <laughs> Nor would I subject anybody else to this shit because I don't want to do my, it. I, in my twenties, I sure did that, but not in my thirties. Come on, girls, get it together. But yeah, so he didn't help with the move out process. Uh, then she posted two more videos after this went live because she was getting backlash from the original video, of course, uh-huh. where she said she was very thankful and grateful for everyone that was providing her resources and information and that she understands it's not necessarily anybody's responsibility to teach her or Clara, blah, blah, blah. like mm-hmm. just trying to clean up the mess. Yeah. But that was basically it for her feedback she kind of let it go after that 
So as far as Clara goes in the kickoff special, she says that Ryan lost trust in her after that CCTV clip where she was saying that she was getting him off every night and she wasn't getting anything back. She said (laughs) that once he saw that, that was it. Dang. She said she gave him an apology, but it was one of those half-assed ones like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm not sorry about what I said. So they move on to the topic of them lying about having sex because as we found out after the season ended, they were lying the whole time. Uh, She said that basically everybody, including the cast and production, knew that they were having sex. But to save face for Ryan with his family, anytime they brought it up on camera, she denied it. She said they were... It's also very weird. Like, you're married. Like, even if it's like a religious thing, you're married. You can have sex with your wife. That's fine. (laughs) I don't understand that. I don't know. Okay. Uh, She said they were, you know... She thought they were doing well. They were making future plans. They were talking about getting a house together. They were going to counseling. But Ryan was still holding on to that clip and like (laughs) kept bringing it up over and over. And it was just a constant fight. So she says, you know, he pretty much made up in his mind that it wasn't going to work out. She said they'd went to view a property together. And once they got home, he was like, yeah, we're going to break up. Yeah. Um, basically that's how things ended with him. You know, they're not in contact anymore. Uh, as far as this goes, or as far as she goes, she's dating, but not looking for anything serious. Mm-hmm. And of course she posted it on TikTok as this air. Of course. <laughs> Just to um, put the cherry I, on top. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. You know, they're both obviously trying to make themselves look good in the light of the public, right? And, um, so I don't know why. Is... Stop talking to us. We don't care. Leave me alone. Right. That too that too um i think it's interesting that one thing i read on reddit was that ryan prefers dating white women so his expectations that a white woman would know how a black man in 2022 go what he goes through is ridiculous i you know um if you think she's gonna know what you go through that i don't understand so that being one of the reasons I think might be a little bullshit. I don't know. What do you think? I said the same thing. I'm like, okay, if this is your preference, why are you acting fucking surprised? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this shouldn't be new. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. No, yeah. No, I'm not saying that white women can't have the empathy or the understanding or anything like that. But for him to call her out on that particular detail is very interesting. She's no Brit. No, she is not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Brett. I hope she's doing well. <laughs> I don't know. But speaking of our friends from last season, we did have a few of them show up on the special as well. Oh, really? Yes. Who? We had Michaela and Gil. Okay. I don't know. I guess they're butt buddies now after the season. They seem to be together more than I thought they would be. I guess I don't care. He's like <laughs> the only friend out of the season. That's true. I saw a post of Gil who's like, I'm a simple person, blah, 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 during the season, right? His ass bought himself a Mercedes Benz. Did you see that? No, it's a BMW and he had it during the season. Mirla has the Mercedes. Oh, that's right. He get, Okay, so he has a BMW. But he had it. He already had it? Oh. Yeah, it was in the season. Oh, I didn't see that. I thought the post made it seem like he bought it for himself for Christmas. Yeah, no, he's, he's been just, at it. All right, never mind then. Either way, I'm still turned off with Gil because he's doing like unboxing influencer stuff and I'm just like, forget it. Yeah, but no, he had he had his Beamer in the season. I even mentioned it. 
Oh, I don't podcast. remember cars. I know nothing about cars. All I know is this post made it seem like he was trying to flex, you know? Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. He was in a, like a, some, all like a onesie pajama, Christmas pajama. Yeah. In front of his car, like cross-armed and trying to look cool. And then said, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Like he bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, it's old news. Mm. They speak with the two of them. He says that he's in a good place now. Uh, it was a long storm, but the sun is shining now. So he's, <laughs> you know, gotten over, I guess, his issues with Mirla. Kevin kind of jokes with him again, like about there being a long line of ladies out there for mm-hmm. Gil. So he should have no problems. Um, Michaela says that she's also doing well. She um, hasn't talked to Zach at all since the reunion. Zero contact. She doesn't want to contact him or doesn't want to hear from him whatsoever. I wonder how interesting it was that day. I assume they're shooting the same day. How production kept them apart. Oh, because Zach was there? Mm-hmm. Him and Bao were there as well. Um, oh, but back to uh, Gil and Michaela. Gil says he isn't dating. He's not looking. He's just doing him still. Uh, Michaela says she is actually seeing someone, but, you know, she's taking it easy. It's not anything too deep too serious she's just having a good time then of course they use this as an opportunity to show the uh hurricane k clip twice oh my gosh yeah like i'm like y'all are milking that she's never gonna live that down ever Mm -mm. and so you know they ask her about how she felt seeing herself like that and what she's doing now and she's saying that she's gotten to a better place and she realized that that was her you know at a sad dark place and that's not who she is or who she wants to be, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much all they had to say. Uh, then the segment comes where they bring out Zach and Bao, you know, another day, another red dress. <laughs> and I felt bad for her because she looks stupid all over again. Oh, no. Because this was like, because this was filmed way back, right? Yeah, I want to say it was filmed in like October. Yeah, so they were going strong. And he's just gushing over her, how he's so happy and he's so grateful for her. Da 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 da. Only to be cheating with some little girl. Um, they were asking about about her decision to say no on decision day to Johnny, and mm-hmm. she said she had made up her mind. At there were two moments that really like influenced her decision. She said it was when Johnny had his spare room flip out where he was like screaming. Mm-hmm. She was like, I did not want to be. I wanted no parts of that whatsoever. Yeah, that's scary. That was not cool. And she said the real nail in the coffin was when he uninvited her to that family barbecue. Mm -hmm. She was really pissed off about that. And that solidified it. Uh, They talk about misconceptions from the season. Zach says that the biggest misconception about him is that he's too emotional. Are you kidding me? You cried every episode. How the hell are you going to say you're not emotional? Yeah. And that's a misconception. But this is Zach who like talks himself yeah. <laughs> into a tizzy. Yeah. Not to mention all the stuff that happened with the um, Elena mistress situation. Like he totally wigged out on everybody. Like so much so that his, his people had to come from Louisiana to come get him. So he is emotional. Own it. <laughs> and that's what they try try to get him to do. Like, cause somebody brought up him crying and he, and Bao kind of tried to, I don't know, stand by his side and was like, but I appreciate that you can show your emotion and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. 
she said that the biggest misconception about her is that she's two-faced based on all the stuff that Johnny was saying. She's like, I'm just not one-dimensional. I'm multifaceted. Like, you can't mm-hmm. expect somebody to be the same all the time. Like, that's not yeah. realistic. So yeah. that's what she had to say about that. And that pretty much wrapped it up. Okay. I don't know if we needed uh, five hours worth of specials. <laughs> Nor did we need a three-hour premiere. This, At all. Uh-uh. With one wedding. One wedding. Uh, oh my gosh. Lifetime, get your shit together because this is not cute. Nobody, everybody's complaining about this. Yeah. These episodes are too long. There was a meme that was like, not on a school night? Three hours on a school night? <laughs> well, that's what I said like last season. It's like, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I don't have two hours to be watching this shit. I gotta make a turkey. I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> they do not care. They don't. They don't. They just want to show all their commercials. But I'm not going to lie. Some of them movies look real good. Yo, the like black lady single female movie. Sing- uh, single black good. female. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that looks real good. I was like, wait a minute. And lifetime. Then, what are y'all doing? And then there's one uh, with the, I don't, I'm in, uh, forgive me because I'm unfamiliar with the culture. I think it's a stepping group. Did you see no, the movie about the stepping group? But there's like people, um, I guess when they were in the stepping group in college, something went awry. They showed a clip of somebody like drowning or something. And yeah. And then Not another the step team killing people. Yes. <laughs> and then like, you know, years later, they see an, a rival stepping group. It looked, it was interesting. I was like, I got to watch this. And then the Janet Jackson documentary. I'm going to watch that. For sure. All, all good stuff. All right, Lifetime, you're forgiven. Right. <laughs> This is not All sponsored, right. contoured, uh, sponsored <laughs> content. Yet. We're open. Come at us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had that other lady from the internet on the kickoff special. We could do that. <laughs> All right. Let's just get into this mess. So the beginning, I don't know what hour, how many hours this is, but first one hour, two hour is is everybody meeting each other's friends and telling them they got picked, right? Yeah. So first we got Mark. Do you want to go into Mark? Well, Mark and Lindsay. Well, Mark and Lindsay. So the experts have matched Lindsay the wild card with Mark, <laughs> Mr. Wicked Committed. <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't do? What? We did not say the title of the episode. <gasps> oh, I'm so sorry. Igby, please hit me with the title. The weddings are coming. The weddings are coming. Here we go with this stupid local it took me a minute and i was like what why are they why is that and then i was like oh wait the red coats are coming this is so stupid don't call paul revere stupid mm. <laughs> mm. No, i won't go into that but um yeah i was like was, but you know what they couldn't keep up with it with texas That's you true. know i think they did it the first couple episodes yeah i think this will fizzle out with all their, um, you know, local references, basically. They couldn't do it in Houston. I think we were annoyed for like three episodes and then they couldn't they couldn't be clever enough to fill the rest. So we'll see. We'll see how far they go with Boston. Indeed. So we see Mark, a.k.a. Mark the Shark. No one calls him that? Nope. Well, he says they call him that because <laughs> when he sees something he wants, he goes after it. He says he's been wanting to get married for a long time. And he lets us know that he did apply for season six of Married at First Sight when they filmed in Boston for the first time. And he wasn't able to be matched then. But, you know, second time's a charm. He made it. He made it in this time. 
I wonder why. <laughs> What's the difference? He has a strong personality. And a strong accent. And a strong accent. I couldn't, I couldn't with it, that. Yeah, it definitely got on my nerves. Yes. Um, I'm sure, well, I know my accent and voice and laugh get on people's nerves. So I, I, I sympathize with him, but I myself could not be with him because that accent is too much. You don't want to pack your card, have a gag? Mac! Mac! <laughs> Mac the shack. Mac. Everybody kept calling it the mother. The mother on the phone. What? Why did she what? answer the phone like that? <laughs> Mac, you couldn't do this the normal way. All right, bye. Thanks. On his wedding day. Fuck. Anyway, uh, we find out he's 37. He says that he moves faster than other people in relationships because he has a type and he knows what he likes. Red flag. <laughs> Because we all know what happens when these people have types. Mm -hmm. They get stuck on it. Yep. Uh, but he says that if he dates a woman for, you know, an extended period, like six, seven, eight months, you know, he's ready to move in. Let's sign a <laughs> lease, baby. Let's stop wasting any time. But this approach obviously has scared women off. Uh, yeah. Not a flaming red flag. <laughs> a guy that wants to move in together after six months. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> another reason he feels like he's single is because he's a cat dad of three and it seems like every woman he meets is allergic quote unquote to them no every woman is allergic nobody has any benadryl <laughs> no i i could die if i'm around cats it's like closing the esophagus kind of allergies but and this is gonna be very unpopular dudes with cats the at least the ones i've met are freaking weird as hell can you argue with it you know any dudes with cats <laughs> I talked to one dude who had a cat, but the cat came after. I was I can't speak. <laughs> I saw the cat on the Instagram later okay. on down the line. Um but yeah, no, I don't know anybody with cats. I know a few dudes with cats and they're all very strange and single. <laughs> Bloop. Yup. I digress. Uh, he says that he's looking for the girl of his dreams and he wants to swim with her in the ocean. I want us to have baby sharks and have a family. Mm -mm. Well, for the time being, you got the cats and practice on them, apparently. <laughs> His practice includes feeding them and watching TV and then going to the bed. Same as a baby, right? Might be a little more complicated. No, it's probably. So he goes on to tell us that he was raised by a good family, never got in trouble. You know, for once, somebody, like we said before, grew up normal. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, everything went downhill in 2019. He said that his father passed away from cancer. His grandma, who's 96, is in a nursing home with dementia and doesn't really remember who he is. Mm -hmm. He says that his mom is also in this facility uh, because she can't take care of herself and has trouble making decisions at this point. So you, did he say he's an only child? Yes. Okay, so uh, everything's kind of fallen on him. He's responsible for taking care of his mom and his grandma and his mm -hmm. dad when he was alive. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to have time for a wife. Like, this sounds like a lot of responsibility, even though they're in, like, assisted living. It still seems like he's pretty involved with them on top of being uh, in charge of these gyms across the city. It sounds like a lot. It is a lot. Um, my mother-in-law currently has both her parents in a, um, like a, one, one can function in that he has his own apartment on the retirement community. 
mm-hmm. but the other one has had a stroke and every day she goes and visits them because like otherwise they're just sitting there alone in their room you know so you know i'm sure the one that's more mobile can do other things but the her mother is just you know she has to go visit and it's a lot of responsibility every single day so yeah i think you're right that's good i think uh, his friend even mentions that's more than he's letting on right how much time this is so i think you're right on the money with that right and I know myself as an only child and having a parent that was sick, like it, it really, it really is an everyday thing. Like mm-hmm. it, and it's hard, but I don't know. Hopefully Lindsay, I thought that was kind of messed up that they paired him with a nurse. <laughs> like, was this on purpose? It felt kind of it icky. Be, it, no, I think it could be a good thing. I think it could be a good thing in that she, you know, as a nurse, you know, we're giving her shit right now, but Maybe as a patient, that that energy comes off as a lot of uh, empathy and caring for that person and uh, having a thoughtful heart, you know. So maybe that's why I guess. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. We can all we can do is hope. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's only day one. <laughs> Um, he goes on to talk about, uh, I guess, kind of a void he has. He says, you know, he's waking up on holidays and he's alone. All he wants to do is watch movies on a cold Christmas night and have hot chocolate and have oh. stupid matching pajamas. <laughs> I was like, wait, I do that. <laughs> he says he's looking for his wife. He knows that she's out there. She's just lost and needs to be found. He's going to find her. Actually, you didn't. The experts found her. <laughs> good on you I guess uh that's like when this is when like you said before his best friend John says that Mark is really private about how much he needs to take care of his mom and that he hopes that Mark's future wife is very supportive and understanding because it's a lot so that's pretty much it for him you know I think he's um I think he's even though again like I couldn't because of the accent in general you know he's a he's a decent looking guy he seems like a big sweetheart um, you know, I'm, I, th- I think his biggest problem probably is that he comes on too strong and scares women. Like you had, had said, I, if this doesn't work out for Lindsay, I'm sure there's somebody in his DMS that's going to come through for him. <laughs> he's going to have some fans. I'm just, all I'm saying is like, he's going to have some fans after this. I mean, if mother Debbie is getting DM, why mm-hmm. not Mark? <laughs> it's the eyes for me. Like he talks with yeah. his eyes. They're always like, open. You're intense. Blink, bro. Blink. <laughs> uh, so then we go on to meet Lindsay. Uh, she's meeting up with her dad and her brother at like a driving range. Mm-hmm. Gonna have a little golf. Um, okay, this was weird. Like they, you know, hit a couple balls and then she brings out bubble guns. And I was like, what the, why are they playing? Why are adults playing with bubbles? <laughs> I just thought this was. She was trying to be cute. I thought it was weird. So she tells them that she's getting married in, you know, the next couple of weeks. And they cut to her describing um, herself. She says that her friends view her as being a lot. Um, she's can is ready to jump out of a plane in one moment, but also would like to be in bed by 930. <laughs> uh, she also likes rules. And that's made it hard for her to date because nobody really fits into that criteria. The, exactly and again this is a reoccurring theme that we see every season no one's gonna check off all the boxes yeah it compromise. is what it compromise, is compromise compromise what's that mm-hmm. uh, she says that she's been ready to be married for a long time she says a year ago i was planning my wedding to somebody 
I was in a long-term relationship with five days before the wedding. He called it off. She says it was devastating because she really wants a family and a future and she believes that she's worth it. She says she has so much to offer. Uh, she's a natural caretaker. We learn that she's also a cat mom. She's a self-proclaimed crazy cat lady. <laughs> we find out later. Uh, she's always thrived on connecting with others. So, I mean, like we said before, we see that she has big personality. Mm -hmm. So it's going to definitely be interesting to see how these two mesh. Especially when they live together. I think that's yeah. going to be bananas. She goes into talking about uh, her trauma as everyone on this show has. Mm -hmm. She says that her parents split up four years ago and she, that's when she discloses that she has, you know, a really rough relationship with her mom. She hasn't seen her in a few years and you know, that kind of, it weighs on her. It really seems to affect her a lot. Yes. Every time she talks about it, she starts crying. Yep. She even talked about it a little bit on um, After Party. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, it, it makes her tear up. But she goes on to say that she's a needle in the haystack. She feels like she's a catch. She's not afraid to put herself out there for love. So what's the worst thing that could happen? She's, you know, still not married. So that's yeah. her take on on this whole situation. What's the worst that can happen? I'll end up back where I started. Yeah. So then we go back to Lindsay with her dad and her brother. They accuse her of literally like chewing up men and spitting them out. Uh, if, if she finds a flaw in them or if she feels like they're not right for her. Uh, her dad says that her future husband needs to have the patience of a saint. <laughs> he says that she has a very, very strong personality and has no filter. And also tends to react before responding or thinking about what she's going to say. So I thought this was very telling that this is what the people close to you have to say about your character. Yes. Again, her dad says that she's a lot to handle and hopes that her future husband is a lion tamer. And, you know, that's kind of it for them. Ew, but she, he says that and then he goes, should I bring a chair? And she's like, maybe a whip. And I was like, could you not do these sexual innuendos around your dad? Because she does it, she does that often throughout the whole thing around her dad. And I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> hey, man, just keeping the lines open. As I told you, she's all loosey-goosey. That's gross. Anyway, I thought it was really sad. Her mom don't even answer her phone call. No. It's like, what the heck? I want more of this story. I want to know what. Well, to spoil the after party, she says that her mom lives here. Well, not here. Well, lives in Texas, where we are. She was in Boston during the time of the wedding and just didn't go. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. I'm like, that's cold-blooded. Like, it, it is. But then, you know, they kind of talk about it. And Lindsay thinks that, you know, maybe it was for the best that she didn't show up and stir up shit and start problems. Yeah, I guess so. Or say something terrible on camera. Right. That's what she was saying. Like, she wouldn't have anybody there to, like, wrangle her, basically. Yeah. If she would have been at the wedding. That's so sad. Oh, real. All right. Moving right along. Let's go to Olajuwon and Katie. Olajuwon. This guy is trying to put cheese on a raw hamburger. This guy. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. What? Cheese on a raw hamburger. He's trying. He's no, it's not a phrase. He's cooking. He's cooking on the grill at the beginning of oh, the. Oh, I guess I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Oh, that's is that a phrase what's that a phrase uh, uh <laughs> i might that's did I just I was make, like what <laughs> did i just make up a phrase is that a, something deeper in that no he literally doesn't know how to barbecue he literally does not know how to barbecue 
His ass is cooking burgers, manning the grill, and wants to put cheese on a raw hamburger. And I think it's his coach or his friend or somebody says, you're 30 years old and you don't know how to cook a burger. (laughs) I was not even paying attention. I thought that was hilarious due to the fact that he wants his wife to have a hot cooked meal on the table by the time he comes home. (laughs) But you can't cook a burger? If we're doing gender roles, you can't cook a burger on the grill? (laughs) Telling you, Katina cannot boil water. I I can see it already. We'll see. So Lajuan has his friends and family and coach there um, when he is going to tell them that he is on and uh, has matched with somebody. For, and so he's going to be on Married at First Sight. Everybody's super excited for him. Um, his brother says that he is out of his mind crazy because he doesn't know if this is going to work out. He says the last two years he has been working on himself. In the past, he has been a cheater. He is a liar. He even goes by different names to different women so that he doesn't get caught. Uh, his his alter ego is Isaac. and um, But he doesn't like him anymore. He has changed his ways. He is a reformed playboy. And now he is looking for the one. So he's grateful to be in this process. Before, he would never think of others, only think of himself. His trauma is that his dad died when he was 16. His mom is his bestie. And he wants a wife to love him like his mama. His mom and dad never married. uh, But when he gets married and has kids, he wants to show them, you know, that a man and wife should be married. One day, um, everybody's like, "Why did where, did where did this come from, right? Where did this come from? And he said one day he was coming home from hoeing at 3 a.m. And <laughs> he just thought, what am I doing? I'm living in the moment, not in the future. And from then on, he was trying to figure out, you know, how to mend his life. And in the meantime, he's watching all his family and all his friends getting married and being in love. And he wants to find... And he's so happy for them, which I thought that was kind of sweet. He he loves watching them being in love. And that's why he wants it for himself. I thought that was really cute. Um, but it sounds like he wants a traditional wife. Uh, one that provides, a, again, a hot meal on the table when he comes home. The sister-in-law is appalled at this comment that, it, first of all, the first thing he says about the wife, not that he wants her to be kind or generous or thoughtful. No, he wants her to cook. <laughs> so the sister-in-law is like, yeah, but... You know, that's not a deal breaker to which Elijah Wan says, yeah, that is that is actually uh, my deal breaker. She needs to cook. So we'll see if the experts have matched with someone who knows what she's doing in the kitchen. Mm-mm. So the sister-in-law says her advice for his future wife is to have patience, bear with him, ignore him, work with him because he needs someone to balance him out. Sounds ignore like a him? Pe- peach of a prize. <laughs> I'd ignore his ass all the time. <laughs> like stop talking so beautiful radiant katina is next Mm -hmm. and she is there to tell her friend and she is looking cute in her pink blazer i loved it and they're meeting at a hookah bar she is stunning she's beautiful so single katina is the life of the party and she is so tired of the single life though she has chanel bags under her eyes she was cheated on multiple times uh, she found out uh, with one boyfriend after dating him for a year that he was dating someone else the exact same time of the relationship. So started and ended the same time. And she found out because the girlfriend called her. Yes. That's she said she was. Oh, no, that was a different one. She said this one, uh, she met a guy at a bar 
and she was going out with him every day for three weeks. And then on that third week, she gets a call from the girlfriend saying, yeah, you're dating my boyfriend. So yeah, she hasn't had much luck um, in the dating streets. You see why the bar is in hell? You see? Mm -hmm. I see it. I see it. It's so trash out here. <laughs> so um, it turns out her parents are divorced. Her dad has been in prison pretty much her whole life. So she didn't really have an example of a you know a strong male role model nor of a strong uh, marriage or relationship in the house she's not meeting anyone that's on the same page with her you know and she's ready for commitment um but she hasn't been in love in such a long time and she tends to control her feelings because you know shit like what happened to her uh being cheated on happens all the time so she 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 knows she needs to be vulnerable during this process, but she knows it's going to be hard for her to do that. Um, all her friends seem super supportive. Um, and yeah, that's all I have on Katina. It should be very interesting, these two. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how either. this is going to be. She seems too good for him. He seems like a Neanderthal. Absolutely. Is he little? <laughs> I don't know. He seems small. Everyone in this, all the men seem small. Except for... Steve. He's like 6'4". Oh, six yes. Five. Yeah. Steve looks tall, but Noi's so short, so... <laughs> so... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He, I don't know. He just particularly... I guess since they were, like, objectifying him so much, it was more noticeable. <laughs> How about... What was with those painting with the twist things he was hanging up? The big booty painting? <laughs> yeah. He had, like, a beach landscape that he painted. This is probably like all his, his dates. He goes, oh, I know what charming date I can take this chick on who hasn't given it up to me yet. I'm going to do painting with a twist and she's going to love it and then go home with me. And then I'm going to take that long ride home <laughs> thinking, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> right? Oh my God. That's all I have to say about those two. Yeah, it's going to definitely be interesting. I really hope they know each other. I really do. <laughs> I want that to be the drama. It's going to be so funny if that's true. Like, oh, I slept with the whole bridal party. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Elijah, I thought your name was Isaac. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. All right. So let's move it along. Let's go to Steve. Steve and Noi. So we start off with Steve. He is meeting up with his family for, looks like, dim sum. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Um, is he super late? Because everybody's already eating and drinking. Yeah, because they ask him, they're like, um, weren't you supposed to be here at like 6.30 or whatever? <laughs> and he's like, better late than never. They mm. do razz him about it. Um, so yeah, I assume he was not on time. But you don't have a job. What are you doing? Why? You have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> All you have is time. He was hiking. Okay. Uh, but he's meeting with his family. They're excited to hear about his, uh, you know, he's excited to tell them about his upcoming wedding. Um, he says that his mom is known for being a worrywart. So he's kind <laughs> of, he's kind of on the fence about her, what her reaction is going to be. Yeah. Happy tears or sad tears. <laughs> and he said he's the baby, right? I, yeah, that's what I got. Right. He's the baby of the family. He has two, we see two of his older brothers there. They're already married, you know, have families. So he's the last one left. So he thinks that particularly is why his mom is concerned. But he calls himself an adventurous person and a big risk taker. Uh, he'd love to go 
skydiving or parasailing with his wife. He lets us know that, you know, he previously was a in software sales as an engineer and he was with a large company, but with COVID and such, he was actually laid off from his job in November and pretty much decided since he had the time now, he didn't want to spend another cold winter in Boston. He packed up all his stuff and, you know, went on the move. He did a like cross country road trip, saw the sights, lived off the land, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so that's from November to, I guess now, to, which is July. So that's quite a break to be, you know, off the grid. Yeah. He says that he lived in his car during this road trip and that made him realize that he need, didn't need a lot to make him happy. He's not into material things. What he wants is to have you know, a wife and children because he comes from a big family himself. He lets us know that his grandparents were a product of an arranged marriage and uh, so were his uncle and aunt and they are all still married today, have had long lasting marriages, which I thought was very interesting. Did they say what his background is? Mm-mm. No, they didn't. I didn't think so. But yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd put these experts at the same level as (laughs) those matchmakers can be. No, not at all. So, you know, he's still talking with his family. His brothers basically ask him, you know, what is he going to say when she asks what you do (laughs) for a living? And he says, uh, you know, I'm just going to let her know that I'm doing some freelance work right now and... (laughs) You know, I'm looking to possibly get back into my sales career soon. But clearly his family is very concerned that this is going to be a huge turnoff to (laughs) his future wife. Because, I mean, I know I would not be happy had I been matched with someone with no job. Well, here's here's the thing. Software sales, I bet you he made shit ton of money. That's what I said. I know when I was live tweeting the show, I said, you know, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that He's been able to sustain himself since November to July without Mm -hmm. having a job. And although he was living out of his car, (laughs) nonetheless, maybe this is a sign that he's, you know, good with his money, responsible with his spending, maybe has some good investments, things Mm -hmm. like that, which are positive. And, you know, they, like they said in the matchmaking special, he has marketable skills. So he's employable. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to have a hard he time. He could get a job, a job if he wanted one. Yeah. But he took, instead, took the opportunity to have this time off and do what he wanted yeah. to do. And a lot of people have done that during the pandemic, you know, and if you can do that and afford it, more, more power to you. For real. Um, uh, somebody did point out because of noise, uh, refugee background that financial stability is probably super important to her so that he'd have to go into it explaining everything and being upfront about all his finances like no don't worry about me like we're set like you know that's the only way that she would be okay with it if he was transparent as hell yeah we're gonna we're gonna see what she thinks (laughs) but speaking of miss noy uh we go to her uh she says that she's very shy upon first meeting people, which is why she has her alter ego, Noisy, who (laughs) is the Sasha Fierce to her Beyonce. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) She likes to dance and wear wigs and be goofy and get dressed up. They show like a little clip of her with this terrible wig, like (laughs) dancing around. What is it this season with these alter egos? I have no idea. I thought the same thing. I was like, aren't we a little too old for this? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
But nonetheless, she states that she is a self-declared hopeless romantic. And, you know, before this, she's been on her 90 day fiance about it. She met a guy in Bulgaria and she thought that was her soulmate. You didn't give her rose oil? No. (laughs) With him, she traveled to Europe. You know, they tried to make it work, but again, it didn't work out. Then she met some guy from the UK. They went to Mexico together, had a fantastic, fabulous, beautiful time, but it didn't work out. (laughs) So from there, she went ahead and moved to the East Coast about a year and a half before uh, the show and, you know, was just trying to start life over again. She said she was tired of doing the same thing and having the same disappointing outcomes. So Mm -hmm. she had to change up her methods. Um, Like you were saying before, she comes from a family of refugees. She was even born in a refugee camp along with her sister. So her family means a lot to her. She's been in the U.S. since I think two or three. And she explained that they didn't have a lot of money growing up. Uh, You know, she talks about how they were in a one bedroom apartment with her, her parents and her siblings. Mm -hmm. And even then at that young age, she could recognize that they didn't have a lot. Yeah, it was a struggle. Right. But she says that she wants to leave a legacy and to make memories. She wants to have children with someone and she wants someone who feels like home and who feels like a safe place where she could really be herself. So it looks like both of these guys are coming from, they both really want families. It seems like that's very, very important to them. So we'll see if they make it. I think they seem like an okay match. Yeah, I can't really see where the conflict would be or where the drama would happen, you know? Because they're not, uh, neither one of them have a like a trait or a quality that's, uh, you know, agitating, I guess. Yeah. Because usually you can pick up on something from somebody and be like, ugh, no. (laughs) Yeah, they both seem pretty normal. Yeah. Mm. Maybe they'll be the boring couple this season. I hope so. I hope there's someone who makes it. (laughs) The fact that the experts said they think this is a five out of five season. They say that every season. They're ridiculous. But no, for real, this time, five out of five. (laughs) I wonder if there's Vegas bets on this show. I'm sure there is. You can bet on anything <laughs> on the internet. All right. Let's see. Moving along. The stunningly beautiful Jasmina. I think she is just gorgeous. I, can't be- I can't believe a man wouldn't see that plain as day unless there's something that will be uncovered later where she's absolutely terrible. But as of right now, I think her confidence is awesome. Obviously, she looks great. She seems super smart. I don't know. Has street smarts to boot. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Men are crazy. Men are crazy. Men are stupid. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, from after party, she's got a little, she got a little sad. She got a little attitude. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you can see it. She says, why, why am I single? It's not me. It's them. I believe it. A hundred percent. I'm, yeah, you're you're living it. You're living it. <laughs> Baby. So with her past, she says that uh, with the people she's been with, they have turned out to be emotionally unavailable. Um, one guy she was dating and she thought they were going to get serious. And then he decided, you know, he wanted to, you know, sow his oats a little more. And so he went and hoed around and then tried to come back. And she was like, no, 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 I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Another guy had a baby behind her back. 
What the heck? Terrible. Terrible. Girl. (laughs) That just happened to me. Oh, no. (laughs) What the hell? Yes. Well, it wasn't behind my back. It was just. uh, At the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Like somebody I used to talk to tried to come back around and was like, oh, yeah, I had a pandemic baby. The fuck? Get out of (laughs) here. Why? uh, Why are you here? Yeah. Why? Mm -hmm. To cause mm-hmm. chaos and negativity? Congratulations. <laughs> oh my gosh. She well, got Lawrenced, man. Sucks. She sure did. Sure did. Um, so she is a child of nine, big family. However, she doesn't know some of her siblings. Uh, she takes marriage very serious, uh, but hasn't really had that reflected in her, her life. Her mom, her biological mom, which I will refer to her as bio mom, right? She walked out when she was two. Her dad remarried when she was seven. And the person she calls mom now is her stepmom. They divorced. The dad moved to Jamaica. Didn't give a shit about his kids, I guess. Like, who does that? Do you not take your kids to Jamaica with you? No. So weird. So weird to me. Trying to be on island time. You don't have time to watch blood kids. Oh, my God. So super, super mom, stepmom adopts her and her sisters incredible so she of course she calls her mom she like she will always refer to her as the mom because that's what she is that's awesome so with this process jasmina intends to show her sisters that marriage does work and she is looking for someone who challenges her puts her first makes her laugh so hard her stomach hurts she doesn't she's done with the game she doesn't want anybody who's playing games uh when she is telling her family her mom is just terrified <laughs> And she is just terrified. But it comes from love, of course. She just is being protective because at the end of the day, it's a stranger. And she doesn't want her baby's heart broken. Um, yeah. And and you can see at the end, Jasmine is kind of crying because she doesn't, even though her mom's being supportive, she doesn't like that her mom is doubting the process because that's yeah. making her feel a certain way. But that's all I have on Jasmine. Do you have anything to add? No. Just short and sweet. Yeah. Um, Michael who is short i don't know if he's sweet but he's short <laughs> with a big old head <laughs> do, you, do you do you think he looks like someone megamind no <laughs> no no okay why who's he supposed to look like my husband thought he looked like zach i go he didn't look like zach no <laughs> yeah i thought it was he just acts like, like zach but he doesn't yeah. look like him <laughs> I took that, I know, maybe that's what he thought, because he was, for once, watching this with me, since I guess it was episode one, which is good, because I talk about it all the time, and then he can reference the people. <laughs> but anyway, so, I was going to say Zach, no, Michael <laughs> is about to tell his sisters about being matched, and he says if the sisters don't approve, he doesn't know if he would continue with this process, but of course, they're all super psyched and very excited for him. Um, he's taking this risk to be happy. He only wants to align himself with things that make him happy. So he thought by this age, he would at least have one kid. And, you know, he's been struggling to find his person. He says the thing he struggles with the most is that he doesn't know how long to spend with a certain person before making a decision on whether they're the one or not. His trauma is that his dad passed when he was 12. His brother was shot after that. After that, his mom passed away when he was in college. And when his mom passed, that was kind of it. He was in a dark place and he had to pull himself out. Uh, But because of all this trauma, 
he it has been hard for him to open up to other people especially a romantic romantic partner um but mainly because he hasn't processed all this information i noticed that he was reading the book blink i looked it up did you look it up Mm -mm. no usually you're on that this episode (laughs) was too long to be paying attention to (laughs) it was about overthinking Hmm. so he's an overthinker and you can tell so he uh he's just been working on himself and he wants good things to happen to him and he wants uh, a wife that will accept him and and be patient um so that they can make it work so his sisters are crying they're so happy he tells them to get their dresses ready get their hair did and um i thought it was so sweet his one of his sisters was on there and she uh was just telling the camera um that what did she say she said something like that they already love his wife like they don't know her but they already love her and i was mm-hmm. like oh that is so sweet so oh then he calls and he tells the brother on the phone uh the good news and the brother asks if he's ready he says yes and then the brother is like yeah but one of the things you need to work on is compromise because you don't do that and all the sisters are kind of nodding like yeah <laughs> that's something you need to work on too Mm-mm. so and it kind of ends there there is not yeah. much to michael other than loads of trauma I know, Un- like undealt that. with trauma. Yeah, that took me aback. Like when he was like, you know, my dad passed away, and then my brother got shot, and then my mom passed away, and then my dog got ran over, and then my <laughs> computer died, and then oh my, my cell phone broke, and then like I was like, God damn, poor bro, guy. you've had a hard twenty eight years. And here's here's another thing. Like, I'm not saying that Michael does not deserve love. All I'm saying is if a legitimate expert was interviewing him and saw that he had unresolved trauma, why would you match him up with someone whose biggest thing is communication? Good TV. Mm, I am, Yeah, I know. But it's just sad. Like, because these people are... They really need help. <laughs> they need actual help. They need help. Um, not to be exploited. Some of these people legitimately are looking for a life partner and you're already setting them up to fail. And it's just sad. Yeah, it it, it really is. But got to get them ratings, baby. I know. That's how they pulled me in. Exactly. <laughs> Here we are. Look at us. Here we are. <laughs> so much so we had to talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And tell other people about it. Not just yep. talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> All right, next up is Chris and Alyssa. Yes, this is our fifth and final couple for season 14. So we will start with Chris. He reveals that he's been in relationships since high school. And, you know, they kind of just last for a little little while, go for a couple of years, and then they end. And he's just kind of stuck in this cycle. Uh, Then they cut to him playing everybody's favorite pastime, disc golf. You've never heard of this, have you? No, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even understand what that means. What? Frisbee? I was like, damn, why is he have those frisbees? <laughs> I think they're like different weights and stuff. Like, it's like golf. You have to do a hole in one and, you know, get it closest to the hole or whatever. I obviously don't play, but I knew what it was because I've seen courses around town. I've never heard of this ever in my life. <laughs> knew as soon as I saw it I was like she has no idea what this is yeah well he's so good at uh disc golf that he plays at the like local professional level 
He's Uh-oh. president of the Flying Disc Association. I think he was president like the year before and now he's just like a lower. That's going to be super impressive for Alyssa. Yeah. You know, no, you know who's really going to be impressed? Penelope. Yes. <laughs> Perfect this match. The, this is the best guy you've ever brought home. <laughs> That's awesome. He says that he has a deep down drive to be successful and financially well off. Uh, but he believes that he's single right now because he's bad at picking women. And, you know, hopefully this will be the one that he can spend the rest of his life with. Um, hmm. he, t- uh, he tells the camera that basically his method is to go to a bar on Friday or Saturday night, find someone who is attractive, start dating them, and then waste a month or two with them and then break up. <laughs> Once no, he no. realized they have no substance. He said five or six months. <laughs> It's like, Jesus. Yeah, maybe not the best way to pick a partner. Mm-mm. You look all right. Want to date? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really like you. Yeah, I don't really like you either. Okay. <laughs> Five months in the hole. So the next scene we see is him meeting um, up with his mom to let her know that he's going to be married at first sight. Uh, or to let her know that he's in this process at all because he's kept it a secret. His mom thinks he's being filmed for some type of real estate show or something. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is totally unbelievable, but okay. Well, like we were saying earlier, um, he's on online doing the influencer kind of thing in the real estate world. So I guess <laughs> it's plausible or his mom just isn't trying to ask any questions. She, she's just there for lunch. Basically free meal. <laughs> there. <laughs> So he lets his mom know that he's going to be married at first sight and that he's hoping to find a lasting and strong love that other people would be envious of. But his mom is not really convinced. She, you know, kind of asks him, like, what happens if you get married and you get to the altar and (laughs) she's not it? Like, you're going to be asking yourself, what have I done? Yeah. (laughs) And it's too late to back out. For real. And Mom it seems like points. she has good points, but it seems like this is the first time he's like thought about it. And he's like, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> like, it's like, this really? whole, you didn't think that maybe you wouldn't be attracted to her. Or she wouldn't be attracted to you or this wouldn't be wouldn't work. You, and now in context, he just broke up with some chick three months ago and now he's going to get married. Of course, mom is baffled. Like, you're kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's a big turn around yeah i'd I'd be like trying to talk him out of it if i was his mom (laughs) it's like this is a bad idea well from spoilers that we heard earlier hmm. (laughs) next we go to our bride Alyssa, who i have coined the mirla of this season she's giving me big mirla vibes really yeah i just think she's um you know buttered toast kind of boring you know what I mean? I don't think that, she, as of right now, she hasn't come off as mean or snooty or anything like that. She's giving me a little snoot. Yeah, with her riding and stuff. That's a little high end. But other than that, I mean, she rescues dogs. That's nice. That's not something you'd ca- catch Mirla doing. That's true. <laughs> but she says that, like we were saying before, she's a big 
animal advocate and animal person. So her husband absolutely must love animals. Uh, she rescues dogs and cats and matches them with their forever families. But she's looking for her forever person. Um, she says that she's basically dated around a lot. She's dated a million people, in her words, and she's ready to find a loving, loyal, funny, outgoing, handsome, and caring man. She's, I thought this was strange, like she's newly a country girl. You know, from Texas, you know, she's at a, She's not at a farm. She's like, I like the farm. She's not at a farm. She's at like a horse, horse, what do they call horse riding place, right? That's not a farm. Stable? Stable. Yeah. Uh, and she's riding horseback like English style. It's not even like trail horseback riding. Equestrian. Yeah, it's more of, it's like sport riding, right? It's not country. And she has some cowboy boots, but she also has English riding boots. So I was very confused with (laughs) when she said that. And I was like, okay. Nonetheless, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) She loves country music and riding horses. All right. Um, She says she spends a lot of time on the farm. Okay. But she's literally the only single person out of all of her friends. And when you see she should do farmersonly.com there you go done oh, sure. she has chris mm, okay we'll see how chris does on the farm <laughs> she says that when she sees other people that have something special that's something that she wants too so she's tells us that she basically poured her heart and soul into her last relationship that was about two and a half years long she said that her and this guy even got to the point where they were looking at rings and he suddenly broke up with her for no reason she was making him dinner he called on the phone said don't make dinner we're breaking up (laughs) shit that's cold with no explanation weird that would like haunt me i'd be like why 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 (laughs) well she says it devastated her but in the rebound, she proceeded to go on dates with men who just weren't right right for her. So that's why she decided to go ahead and try Married at First Sight. And, you know, she put out into the universe what she really wants. So hopefully that comes back to her. Uh, we go to her telling uh, her all of her friends and her mom that she's going to be married at first sight. And they all go, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, her mom says that uh, she thinks that this process was like really meant to be and that Alyssa loves really hard so hopefully everything will turn out well for her but yeah I guess we will see what the future holds for Chris and Alyssa I don't know how I feel about that I don't know how I feel about them as a match they're just two boring people so hopefully they can be boring together fair enough I don't I don't mean to be mean it's just like they don't there's yeah, uh, there there's nothing no spark there really isn't like um these other not to compare i hate doing that i hate comparing women to other women but these other women are just charismatic without even trying Alyssa is just she's just a normal person i hope i hope it works out for him because she's just a normal person who wants to be in love and i hope two boring people can find love <laughs> we shall see but yeah that's all our couples for this season yep we'll see. I can't wait. I can't wait for all these. Well, first, I can't wait for all these weddings to be over. Right. And then they get to the real nitty gritty. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. How many episodes do you think of weddings we're going to get? Okay. And one, this wedding, right? And two women looking for wedding dresses. I think there'll be two. I think there'll be two weddings an episode. So three, three, three episodes of weddings. 
sounds about right to me. Yeah. Man, love to drag it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So one of the things they do before the wedding is have all the brides meet up and all the grooms meet up and kind of just get to know each other and support each other through this process. So do you want to go into um, that? Yeah, so um, all the, like we said before, all the ladies and the gentlemen are going to be meeting each other for the first time. Uh, So basically, uh, Lindsay has revealed to the women that she didn't ask the experts for anything physically in her partner except for (laughs) not wanting a man with a belly and baby teeth. (laughs) They are all kind of taken aback that that was her only real requirement well it sounds like she's not picky i mean with the comment that we mentioned earlier in the episode like i wonder whose husband i slept with that to me is like she don't care if they're black white asian red hair bald she don't care she 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 likes them all (laughs) and actually she kind of doubles down on that on the uh, after party yeah, because they do they said. do ask her about it and she says, Yeah, we're Benetton over here. <laughs> it's whatever. All right. I mean, that's a bigger net to cast, so why not? <laughs> but in contrast to that, they go to the men and all of them are really concerned that they're not going to be the brides aren't gonna be attracted to them, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, especially uh who said it? Elijah one? He's the one who brought it up. He goes, yeah, if she's not attracted to me, I'm going to have to charm her. And that's hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> you should you should charm your wife either way if she's attracted yeah. to you or not. <laughs> she should just think I'm hot. Right. Uh, so then if we flip back to the ladies, this is when, I guess Lindsay's the star of the show. She <laughs> um, starts talking about her situation with her mom and that she doesn't think that her mom is going to attend her wedding. Um, Again, she gets tearful about it. That's when Jasmina kind of offers up some support and says that she doesn't have a relationship with her biological mom, so she won't be there either. So they kind of try to comfort her and make her feel a little bit better about the situation. Um, Except for Noe kind of has like a backwards comment. Like, I don't think she meant it mean, but she's like, oh, I feel for you because my parents are so supportive. (laughs) It's like... That's not what she needs to hear, <laughs> but it's cute. Uh, let's see. Jasmina tells the ladies that she seems to be the girl that fixes guys for their next relationship. And so she's kind of worried about that. Then they go into Lindsay, like fanning for Jasmina, where she's talking about how she's a knockout and how gorgeous she is and that her husband is just going to be so lucky. And I, you yeah, know, I'm he's going to be blown that. away by her at first sight, for sure. Those are facts. <laughs> For real. Yeah, she, she's if, got if it. If Michael isn't, uh, is his, if his jaw is not on the floor, then there's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> For real. Uh, let's see. Katina uh, talks about how the guys that she dated happen to have other girlfriends simultaneously. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Cut to Olajuwon talking about how he's a total player, but he's reformed now and he's, you know, prepared to be vulnerable and go all in this time. He's his dirty days are over. Then they cut to Steve, who's like saying that Olajuwon is the youngest one <laughs> in the group. So, you know, he really hopes that all this growth that he says he's doing, he actually did. Because yeah. if he didn't and goes into this relationship like that, it could really be very problematic. Uh, then they go back to Michael, who was talking about Mark. Uh, he says that 
his wife needs to be aggressive and appreciate a man who wears his heart on his sleeve. But he says about himself that he's very picky and has cut ties with partners in the past over one deal breaker or one turn off or one misstep. Does this sound like someone we know? (laughs) This is like another Seinfeld reference for me. We're like, oh, she has man hands. Yep. Talks too soft. Yep. (laughs) So terrible. So, you know, the cast members are getting to know each other. Oh, this is this is when beef starts. Alyssa says that, you know, Lindsay, again, is described as a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She says that she's, you know, not really her kind of person. Like, they're not going to be best friends. Nope. She knows right off the bat. Like, yeah, we're not going to mesh. You know, we're complete opposites. I'm very quiet. And I just don't see us being best friends. <laughs> oh, then we go to the men and they're talking about consummating their marriages on the first night. Mark says that, you know, he's ready at decision day to announce they're pregnant. <laughs> A little even, does he know. <laughs> yeah. Like, even during the matchmaking special, they, they, Dr. Viviana talks to them about sex and it's a lot. Really? Yes. I gotta go back and watch it. Yeah. He, Mark had some answers I was not expecting him to have. Oh, then I definitely have to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Alajuan says that he doesn't even care for a sexual relationship right off the bat because he wants to get to know someone this time. When I was live tweeting this, I was like, if Katina slipped out of that wedding dress and into that bed, you cannot tell me he's going to fake sleep or be hiding in the bathroom absolutely not nope not at all and i thought that it was messed up that he said he would judge her if she wanted to hook up the first night i'm like you're community dick you a hoe like what how are you judging somebody yeah like like i said he is a neanderthal he has these archaic gender roles that i haven't seen in a hot minute you know i don't know what modern man today is just like I, the household is all on them. That's how the vibes I'm getting. And I wonder how Katina will battle that because I'm pretty sure he's going to expect her to keep clean, cook, raise the children, and he's just going to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't trust a man who can't grill either. You don't want salmonella? <laughs> Put cheese on a raw burger. Ridiculous. But uh, as far as everybody else, Steve says that he's not in a rush for anything. Uh Alyssa says the same thing. She's not looking to hook up immediately. Hey, but I, I thought Steve's answer was really sweet. He's like, it's the last time for a first time. So I'm going to take my time. And I was like, that, I thought that was really cute. He saw that on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Noi says that she's open. <clears throat> she's open to it. Um, and they all kind of rib her like, oh, it's always the quiet ones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much the... The hits for the initial meetup with all of the ladies and all of the means. Yeah, it, it does sound like uh, there will be a definite divide within the women right off the bat. So um should be interesting what kind of drama sparks there. For sure. All right. So next we have Mark is getting a tux and Lindsay is getting a dress. So Mark is there. He says the, the it's going to be the most important first impression of his life. He was devastated the first time he didn't uh, get matched when they came to Boston. And he, again, he keeps referencing himself to MTS. He wants to wow her. 
Um, and <laughs> when he tries on that red tux, the the associate there working at the at the tuxedo place, she's like, "Yeah, you don't want her to run off the altar. That red tux is not for you, bro." <laughs> Amen. If you want somebody to be honest with you at any time, this would be it. Yeah. His friends are there and they're super supportive. Um, you know, he definitely has a, a really good group and I know he doesn't have a lot of family and I'm, I'm so glad he has friends that are, are, are there encouraging him and, and in this special moment, right? Um, they hope that she matches his personality, which I think she kind of goes overboard, but um so first tux he has is that blue tux that navy blue tux with the yellow tie and yellow pocket square it looks all right um and he's so freaking excited he is so freaking excited through this whole process it's like all his dreams fulfilled (laughs) boy (laughs) and um but yeah he says the first time around when he didn't get picked he felt like he was being dumped and now he feels like a million bucks and he looks good he picks a, a classic black tux um they kind of end the segment that he feels like this is like the right time for him to get married he feels like his mom and his grandma are kind of hanging on so that they can see him get married that was sad it was super sad like he seems like a legit good guy he's just a, a wee bit obnoxious so he comes from a good place so then we get to Lindsay, and she's just so crass she walks in and there, uh, there is a beautiful dress on a mannequin with like a beaded back. And she's like, oh, this is like a wet dream. I was like, who says this? Who says this about a wet dress? Lindsay. Ugh. I'm surprised she has so many friends, um, but she does. And they're all seem to enjoy her. So that's even more weird. Um, but yeah. So she doesn't care about the color of her dress. Just like her man. She's not, not going to care about the color of her man either. <laughs> she says shopping for a dress for a second time is very different and she's super happy to do it the first time she went dress shopping she was not hopeful going into her last wedding and and now she's just you know basking in all of it what do you think of her first dress i don't even remember what it looked like you don't remember it was a really classic look with clean lines it was really beautiful but i didn't really like the dress she yeah i don't i mean not okay so Anyway, the friends are chatting when Lindsay is getting dressed and she one of her friends comes forth and is like, man, she has dated a lot of duds. Who hasn't, though? But they're saying that they hope that he's not boring. While another friend says that a little boring is okay because she needs a little simmer. She needs to simmer down. She comes out with another dress. It's not very wedding-y, so she doesn't like it. She's going to put it back. Uh, she then, one of her friends then asks her, what do we warn the husband about? And she says that he needs to be patient and be ready and have big balls. Then the dad walks in, which I thought was one, it's a little strange to have your dad wedding dress shopping with you, but then again, she doesn't have a mom. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure he just wants to be supportive. And I thought that was really sweet, but it didn't damper the, the talk amongst her friends because they were like, oh shit, we got to put a sensor on now. Yeah. Uh, not that Lindsay does any kind of censoring. Um, she picks her next dress. Everybody loves it. Um, she says, best case scenario, she gets everything she wants. And she's hoping that the experts didn't do her wrong. So that happened. <laughs> next, we have uh, Jasmina trying on dresses. I love that lavender shirt dress she was wearing while she was shopping for mm-hmm. her wedding dress. I thought that was super cute. Her mom is still in shock that they're even there picking out wedding dresses. <laughs> 
And then she also says that she's surprised because Jasmine's phone has been kind of dry. So it's a huge step to go from not dating at all to, okay, you're going to get married now. So she wants the dress to be beautiful. Uh, she wants to feel powerful in her dress. Uh, she wants to walk in there confident. She's had bad relationships. <laughs> she's had bad relationships, but she's the girl who moved forward and moved on. Her friend says, yeah, you know, a, a simple dress. Uh, and Jasmine is like, no, don't call me simple. Yes, queen. So she comes out with a really intricate first dress with like um, embroidered sleeves that are not connected to the dress and kind of like a corset kind of thing i wasn't a fan of it until they took the sleeves off and then i kind of like the dress <laughs> i just did not like those sleeves um it was too much going on for me um she says everything that's been leading up to this moment has been worth it she's done with the game she's feeling like a bride uh, her mom at this point starts crying she's so overwhelmed and jasmina says yeah you're not gonna catch me crying I'm so ready for this. So mom's biggest fear is that he doesn't want to be married and leaves. The second dress she goes with, oh my gosh, she looks like a supermodel. She just looks so elegant with, it's like a mermaid kind of thing with all the poof at the bottom. It's really cute. The sisters are all smiles. Everybody's super happy. And she just says she's confident and she's ready and she's ready to meet her man. She's going to go in with a clear mind, clear head and positive vibes. Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. And then we come to Michael as he walks in ready to go. He's like, I want a burgundy suit with a slim fit. And they bring him out. And I think he picks the first thing that they bring out. And he looks good in it. He got the Deontay special. You don't watch Love After Lockup. But there, I do not. there was a guy on there who had like this exact same thing, but velvet. Oh, with shit. Fake Versace accessories. <laughs> to go break up his former inmate's lesbian wedding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He was dumb as rocks. But shout out to you, Deontay. Well, Michael looks cute, though, in his suit. He said he always thought his wife would just pick out the colors and tell him what to wear and how to show up for the wedding. So he wants to make sure he looks good and wants to feel like himself for his wife. He says every two hours has been a different emotion. You know, at one moment, he's so supremely happy. And in another, he's just like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Um, One of his friends is there and he kind of tells them, you know, Sometimes when things go wrong, you shut down and you cannot do that to your wife. You're going to be married. You need to, you know, be more open. He says he doesn't want to fall into the same traps as before. So he does intend to try and work on those barriers. When he comes out in his tux, he is feeling confident. He is feeling regal. He says it's given him husband vibes, life partner. I do. And he is dancing all around and he's super happy. With the gospel music in the background. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> One of the sisters brings up that his grandmother loved the color burgundy. And he says, it, you know, the whole moment is bittersweet because the passing of his mom and his grandma, he always envisioned them, that they would be there. And, um, but he knows that they would be happy about this. And, and he knows that they wanted this for him and he can walk in with his chest high. And the sisters are just bawling at this point. But yeah, those are all the dress shopping and tuck shopping that happened this episode they are ready to be suited and booted for their big days <laughs> well that's good because i'm excited to see um jasmina's wedding and 
and uh, oh, and we already saw. Well, we saw. We're gonna come to it, but I guess that's who we're gonna see next time. Yeah. So, right. I think so, and maybe Alyssa and Chris, because I think they went dress shopping or clothing shopping in the previous thing. Okay. Yeah. Next, we got the party. Party time. <laughs> and there's no COVID restrictions, so we can have all the house. <laughs> <laughs> So it's four days until the weddings and, you know, the men are getting together at their bachelor party and the ladies are getting together at their bachelorette party. Our our good Judy Lindsay jokes about how she met a bartender earlier in the week and she could have enjoyed, you know, one last night of freedom. And I'm like, like the rest of the brides, I was looking at her like, are you serious? (laughs) One, are you serious? Two, why are you saying this out loud? (laughs) Yeah. Just stop talking. Just she talks so much. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're having a good old time. They're pouring up the shots. They're on. Like at one point, did you, Lindsay was like on the dance floor with four shots in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't see that. Yes. And like spilling it on the floor. Like they were having a good time. (laughs) Oh, no. Noi is, you know, getting down. She's doing her little twerk. Uh, Katina says that she could tell that Noi had a little spice to her and you know they cut to her talking to some of her friends and she's talking about how like she wants to stay up all night talking to her husband and you know she wants to get to know him better but again she's not against sleeping with him (laughs) just again one more time (laughs) she's down because it could be (laughs) she has some sweet words like Steve too it could be the one night stand that lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> but again, um, I guess in contrast, they go to the guys and they're just having a good old time. Our oh, yeah. friend Olajuwon in particularly, hmm. he says he's in his habitat. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> then they cut to, you know, the stripper. She's twerking on a pole. Um, him making it rain on her vagina. <laughs> uh, him like using her butt as a phone. <laughs> then him stripping for her. And wait, why did you kids. not have clothes on? Yes. Wait, wait. Lap kids. Why are you on the stage? <laughs> and you know the other guys are kind of like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's ready to be getting married. <laughs> But uh, um, I know Michael talks, we, Michael too is um, enjoying these strippers as well. <laughs> Michael? Yes. Is he? Yes. Oh, no. I've never seen him. There was a little, It was if you blinked, you missed it, but he, he definitely, definitely hits on his head. I, I definitely saw Mark getting a lap dance, uh, a lot of it, a lot of lap <laughs> in his face. <laughs> Man, they, they, they came with the comeback to make up for last year. Social distance strippers. <laughs> yeah, I think they all partaked in, in uh, but just not Chris. Chris didn't do anything. Yeah, he's he's too strict. I want I want my wife to do that to me. Yeah, she's not going to. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, Michael's talking to his friends. They accuse him of being guarded and closed off and past relationships and he says that's something that he wants to change but his friends aren't really convinced that marrying a stranger is going to be an ideal situation for him Mm-mm. especially in contrast to Katina saying that she's really really big on communication and emotion yeah so yeah then the shade of it all more shade 
at the end of the bachelorette party, well, coming to the end of the bachelorette party, Lindsay jokes that, you know, she had such a good time with most of the brides, like 95%, you know, Noi was getting down. She was dancing and having a good time. Katina is so beautiful and amazing. Jasmina looks great. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it was a really fun night. Yeah. Wait, there's a fifth bride, huh? <laughs> What's her name? Mm, I don't really remember her. <laughs> so then they show like Alyssa, who was being very Mirla about the bachelorette party. Uh, she's not interested in drinking or partying or anything like that. So she's basically just sitting in the corner with a couple of her friends for the entire night like mm-hmm. to themselves. And, you know, again, she says it's not her scene. So she doesn't feel any kind of shame in choosing to do her own thing. But I, I think also, again... Mirla was judging everybody else. Yeah. Alyssa was just politely sitting in the corner, chit-chatting. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, like, again, she's just, she's just some buttered toast. You know what I mean? That's just her scene. She's like, her, her ideal bachelorette party is if they all went to a vineyard and had some glasses of wine and then went home at, after dinner. You know what I mean? Sounds good to me. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah. so I, I think this is just it's it's normal for her I don't think there's anything wrong with it and I think it's kind of funny Lindsay's throwing so much shade at her <laughs> yeah 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 but just wait there's more to this story <laughs> oh right okay 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 um that's what really stood out to me about the bachelor bachelorette parties did you have anything I don't think so um I didn't even bother like Olajuwon's drunk conversation. <laughs> no, he's like yeah, I want my wife needs to come with me to the strip club and oh, oh, shut up, shut up. And then Katina, <laughs> it's not happening. It cuts to Katina <laughs> saying, "Oh, I don't like sex toys. I'm not freaky," and she thinks her husband's gonna be on the same page as her. No, that's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. No, I think you covered it pretty well. Those are the standout moments. Quick hit. Quick hit. Quick. Um, so next is the night before the, or the day before the wedding. Yeah. Lindsay is working out with her brother. It looks like they never work out together ever. A heavily produced scene on this show? Never. (laughs) And she's just as gross as ever. She says, smell her finger to her brother. So, so crass. So she did say that her brother is so kind and he's always available and present with her she's feeling overwhelmed and frazzled before the wedding she's scared of not being her best self for her husband and her brother just hopes that her husband can handle her she also says that she's embarrassed to talk about their family stuff uh the brother says that he called mom and she can't you know he he says he talked to her and he can't make her come to the wedding like it's just not gonna happen Lindsay then says that you can't pour into someone who can't pour into you so but she's gonna save her seat and see what happens and then we finally two and a half hours later (laughs) get to Lindsay and Mark's wedding yay (laughs) Lindsay says she's never met a stranger she didn't like strangers don't like her sometimes so that's their problem hi Alyssa She is cool and calm and collected, and 
you jump to Mark, Mark hopes it's everything she's hoping for. He doesn't want to disappoint her on her big day. I thought that was really sweet. They do the fake wake up scenes, of course. Uh, she's very confident. Lindsay says she's going to be an amazing wife and it feels like it's her time. Mark's friends are being awesome, of course, and they give him a big group hug. And he says, MTS is here to meet Mrs. Shark. She's going to hate that. She is. She is going to hate that. <laughs> he says he's been keeping the faith. He's been saying his prayers and has no doubts it's going to be a great love story. And it's going to also be the first Saturday he has a date. <laughs> So the bridesmaids are showing up for their bride and they want to, you know, support her. And they ask her, what do they need to find out about her husband? Lindsay says, can one of y'all brush up against him so that you can see what I'm working with? Mm -mm, Why? Why? I don't know. (laughs) Why would you want your friend to do that? Why would you want anybody to do that? But why would you want a friend? Yeah. (laughs) To assault your husband? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Luckily, all her friends are not like her and her like, not, not it, no way, not doing it. She goes on and, and repeats what she said before. She doesn't care what he looks like. She wants him to have a good heart and a good personality. At one point in her getting ready for her big day, she takes the top of her dress off and waves her boobs everywhere. She then says, <laughs> it's a big risk, but it's a big reward. The reward being that emergency contact. Struggle is real. <laughs> Mark's biggest hope is that their eyes lock and it's perfect. His biggest fear is that she doesn't like him. At this point, he calls his mom, which we already went through. What? <laughs> She's beside herself, she says, They in that conversation. He says, I love you. She just hangs up on him, poor guy, yeah. on his wedding day. He would love to have his mom and dad there. His dad didn't want him to end up alone. Um, dad didn't have a good upbringing and, and he gave the best upbringing to Mark. Uh, her dad shows up with a dead flower for good luck and she puts that in her bouquet. She tells him she thinks this is good. This is it. It's going to be forever. Her dad thinks so too, but he says, think twice before you open your mouth. Never say something when you're angry. It's always dead, always devastating to the other person. The delivery was a little rough there. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot, shut your mouth. <laughs> that's exactly what I said on Twitter when I was live tweeting I was like not her dad with this dead flower and telling her to shut the hell up <laughs> that's exactly yeah. how it was <laughs> he knows how she is Yeah. at this point Lindsay brings up her mom again and the dad's really sweet about it and shuts it down immediately he's like don't even worry about that she chose not to be here it bothers him but that's her loss and it's not yours then we get to Mark and he's showing all the guys the ring. It's super small. I think he said a size five, uh, which is very small. Yeah. We cut to Lindsay and she's showing the the bridesmaids his ring. And they're like, oh, it's big. And she says, I hope so. I hope he's girthy again. Why are you saying this out loud? <laughs> Oversharing. <laughs> Oh, man. So MTS is his own hype man, and they're going into the bus, and then Lindsay is getting trashed in her bus. And yeah, after that, they're getting ready to walk down the aisle. Before she does, though, she's dropping the bouquet because she's trashed. She wants to go pee. She's drinking her coat. She loses her vows and her boobs. She burps the most disgusting burp. Is that my cake? (laughs) 
Hotness. She says she is an energetic and passionate person. She has good intentions. She hopes he is kind and can handle her encyclopedia brown. What was she trying to say? I have no <laughs> She's trashed. Like, I don't even remember what those books were about. I don't either. She is the best of the best, and she hopes he's not a Debbie Downer. Her friends are so excited. She looks pretty good, though. She looks good when she's actually walking down the aisle. She looks yeah. not drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was saying on, on Twitter, um, at first I was like, if she manages to get these vows out, I will be surprised. But then I was like, oh, yeah, they filmed them saying the vows like 20 times. So by the cut that we get, she's probably sobered up. Maybe so. Maybe so. Because there was no way if she was saying her vows straight out the limo. Uh-uh. No. Absolutely She couldn't even not. find them. So she walks down the aisle, their eyes lock, and he looks very excited. She's very excited about an easy last name. He says his name is Mock the Shark. And she's like, I hate sharks. And he looks deflated. The efficient comments on their big smiles. And then there's the whole exchange about how good their teeth are. And then they get to the part where family and friends describe Lindsay. So they want you to know that she's adventurous. She's down for a challenge. She knows exactly what's on her mind all of the time and has no filter. Mark's friends say he's generous, kind, totally loyal. He will put all of his energy into you and make you the center of his universe. And if he's too much, it's because he's trying so hard. Lindsay then says her vows. One of the highlights I found was that I thought was sweet was that she promised to choose him first and that their family is always a priority. Mark uh, then says his vows and she can't stop interrupting him, which I think is so rude. It was so annoying. I'm like, if you don't shut up and stop talking, like this isn't coffee talk. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is not just a conversation y'all are having alone. You're saying your wedding vows. What's wrong yeah. with you? I know. She's just so much again you're trying to do uh you know a quick 15 at, like you're at the comedy store no <laughs> stop so terrible um in his vow though he says he can't wait to learn everything about her um and he's ready to be a husband today and he will always be the anchor in her life and i wonder if that's the gift he gave her the necklace she was wearing was a little anchor so i, I wonder if he was, i wonder if he was trying to tie that in that makes sense. And then her ring does not fit because she's probably swollen from drinking. Probably. <laughs> and then she says, go ahead, push it. I don't mind it rough. And I'm like, stop. Stop it. What? She's just being romantic. And then they do that really cool uh, Greek custom with the Greek crowns. Mark looks completely surprised like he didn't know this was happening and he probably didn't. Um, but I thought that was a really neat cultural uh, thing to add to the to the wedding. But she treats it like a throwaway. She's like, oh yeah, I grew up Greek with Orthodox. Like yeah, I'm not she... only going to make you go to church two days a mm -hmm. year. Yeah, that was kind of, again, she Why would you say it like that? <laughs> One, she didn't have to say anything. Just, oh yeah, I'm Greek Orthodox. <laughs> They give a big smooch. She probably tastes disgusting. What? Coke and champagne? <laughs> Sounds delicious. Ugh. Burp? <laughs> they, 
they walk off to um, get to know each other. She gives him a big hug. And um, yeah, so she says she she didn't know what he was going to be like. She didn't know if he was going to be black, white, Asian, whatever. And he thinks she's absolutely beautiful. She tells him that she's a project manager for Boston Public Health. He's a regional manager for a gym. They both like to go to bed at nine-ish. He changed his whole schedule, right? So now he works out in the morning so he doesn't have to split his shift so that he can come home to his wife at a proper time. Go to ITM with Lindsay and she says this is giving him, giving her WAP because her ex, she had to beg him to cut, you know, switch his shift around so he can come home an hour early. And he's doing this on his own. Yeah, in the matchmaking special, when she was talking to Dr. Viviana, she said this same kind of thing. She said, like, a man doing chores and things like that just floods the basement. Oh. Quote, unquote. Too much. Anyway, um, she wants, she tells Mark she wants a debt-free life. She wants to dance in the kitchen. She wants him to play on the floor with the kids. Jobs come and go. Money comes and go. Uh, but she just, you know, wants them to be a family unit. He, he was worried about, like, maybe she wouldn't like that he earns less than her. And, and she's like, no, like, if you're willing to be an equal partner with the cooking and cleaning. And they both seem like on the same page right away. Yeah. They're both type A. Um, they don't do baby talk. She then tells him, don't give her dairy because she'll vomit all over the place. She tells him, I'm magic. <laughs> And then it cuts to Mark saying she has a lot of energy and he takes another drink. Again, he gives those scary eyes where he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> terrified. <laughs> he's terrified. He walks back and she's laying on a bench saying she's going to be a cat when she dies or something like that. And she asks him what his spirit animal is and he says a monkey and then she goes on about how she doesn't like monkeys and he's like, I don't have one. It's fine. They go into pets. He has three three cats. She has two cats. And she says they can't have five cats. And that's pretty much where it ended. It was all over the place. Her laying out on that bench. And then him talking about, you guys, you guys. <laughs> like, oh my are you God. screaming? What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, God. It's, this is, yeah, I'm interested to see how the rest of their wedding is going to go. Like, this is at four o'clock in the afternoon. Like, what else is going to transpire? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm sure she's going to do some like drunken, stupid dance. I'm sure she's going to drink more. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. That's, yeah, that's the show. Did you want to talk about After Party a little bit? The highlights? Bye, Jamie. Hello, Keisha. We <laughs> no longer have Unfiltered. We now have After Party. It's essentially the same thing. How do you think she did as a host? That's fine. Yeah. Better okay. better than Jamie, I think. She wasn't as like stiff, I guess. Yeah. Well, she's a pro. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that they are doing now is they, I guess, because it's a party now, they have a cocktail of the episode. Oh, I like that. This episode, they had the Wild Bride, which was basically a strawberry mojito. Okay. Um. So, you know, they all have their little drinks and they are gabbing about, you know, the weddings or the episode. So... As far as the Lindsay Alyssa beef, they show the clip of, you know, Lindsay being shady about who's the fifth bride. And mm -hmm. Lindsay says that she thought that Alyssa was fake from the beginning, like from the first meeting. So she was kind of like cool on her. <laughs> wow. But then they have this bachelor party or bachelorette party. And the next day, 
uh, Lindsay was going to send like a group message or like group text to everybody. Mm-hmm. And she finds out that Alyssa has blocked her on social media <laughs> the day after the bachelorette party. And so then she calls Alyssa and is like, you know, I'm just trying to see what the problem is. And yeah. basically Alyssa rushed her off the phone by saying, my dog has Lyme disease. I have to go. So at this point, Keisha notices Jasmina's kind of body language. And she's like, is there something you need to say? And Jasmina says that she thinks that Lindsay is confused about why she got blocked. So what actually happened is that it got back to Alyssa that Lindsay was talking shit at the bachelorette party. Her friends and Jasmina's friends overheard it and they took it back to her. And that's why she got blocked. Wow. And Lindsay, of course, takes no accountability at all. She's like, well, I just think, you know, if you're going to be in this kind of situation and in this process, you should be more open-minded and not just write somebody off off of one experience or one situation. Yeah. So just like she did, just write somebody (laughs) off after first meeting her? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, Um, my gosh. Yeah. So already off the bat, off the rip drama with the brides. I already can't wait for the tell-all. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another clip that they had with Lindsay, they talk uh, talk to her about her mom not coming to the wedding. And yeah, like we said before, you know, she lets them know that her mom was in town and could have been at the wedding, but just decided not to come. That's cold-blooded. Yep. Uh, Oh, then they also ask her about her first impression of Mark. And she's just kind of like, eh. Okay. She said she thought of him as being a Guido because he's like got the aggressive tan and like gelled hair. Mm. And that's not really her type, but you know, she was just going with it. She said their first kiss was nothing special. It was like kissing her grandma. And I can't remember if it's Jasmina or Katina that's like, I love my grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because it's for my grandma are nice. And (laughs) Lindsay was like, well, it's less love than that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So those were the the high points of after party where we learned a little bit a little bit more about what Wasn't was there really third going person on. on there? Katina, Jasmina, and Lindsay. Okay, Katina didn't have anything to say. Not really. Okay. Cool. Nothing to write home about. <laughs> well, I can't wait for the next. One. Should be good. Should be good. See what other kind of myths. Lindsay's, I guess, the villain of the season. Yes. Looking like that's <laughs> maybe the edit that she gets. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. Oh, they were they were talking to her about like how sloppy she was at the wedding. And she was just like, I was just so tired. Like we got to the hotel the day before at like midnight. And then I was up at 5 a.m. to start getting ready. And it was just a really long day. And yeah, I did have some champagne, but I was just so tired and then I think Katina was like girl what were you doing like looking for your vows and all that stuff she's like I had pasties on so I just didn't care so I just took my top (laughs) off (laughs) wow yeah so that's sleepy Lindsay Uh, sure sure it is are you sure you're not sleepy from two bottles of champagne right that might be that makes me sleepy I mean (laughs) all right well that's the show that it is 12 hours of content later I know, yeah. right? I'm surprised we did so well at the time. <laughs> and even then. I know. It's too fucking long. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for joining us as we cover Married at First Sight, Season 14. Remember to continue the conversation on social media. 
You can follow us on Instagram at Cheese McQueen's Podcast, on Twitter at Cheese McQueen's. Remember, Igby live tweets on Wednesdays usually during the show. And we have a Facebook discussion group too. So go ahead and look for that. Uh, help other Chismosas find us, share, rate, and review, and subscribe. Anything else, Igby? This show does not need to be two hours long. <laughs> three. It was three hours. It doesn't need to be two, let it alone does. three. <laughs> I know you would think they make them like one hour so it lasts longer. So people are tuning in every week for a longer period of time. I don't know what the, the strategy reasoning is. yeah, behind all this is. Who knows? Not me. That's who doesn't. <laughs> all right. Y'all. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Oh, you say see you next time. Duh. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,